Welcome along to the Selling on eBay radio show. Yes, it's the radio show that all the children working in your subterranean eBay sweatshop can agree on. And the boss too. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Yeah, fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1. 833 eBay 723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry with another fine program. So it's the Selling on eBay radio show. Philip and Sherry with you for another week, giving you the latest eBay info. Sherry's based in uh, Colorado. Full-time eBay seller, big consignment business. And uh, we'll be hearing more about the basement sweatshop, I think, a little bit later on. And Philip escaped from a small island off the coast of France in 99 to live in the happiest place on earth. And he says he doesn't hire anyone, but I heard that he employs a gang of peacocks to protect his driveway overflowing full of cars. I'm thinking of... uh playing out the poor economic migrant struggling to make it in a new country angle when it comes to the up and running grants that we may mention a bit later on. So please lay that on thick next time. Someone might be listening that's in some position of authority. So yes, we're here to make your eBay business more profitable and more fun. Coming up in today's show, we uh, find out how Sherry got on having been made queen of eBay stores for a day. And is eBay's re-commerce report a must-read? Mm-hmm. And eBay's results are in for the latest quarter. Apparently fewer buyers and fewer sales. They say that's a good result. And why hiring a teenager is a really smart business decision. Ah, uh, there you go. And, uh, oh, cyber-stalking. More developments on that. Ooh, getting a signature upon delivery, a total waste of money. I think so. We'll talk about that a bit later on. If you want to take part, you can send us a text or leave us a voicemail. one uh, ebay 723 is the number. That's one ebay 723 And a busy week for you over there in Colorado, Sherry? Not with shipping. For some oh. reason, I've mm-hmm. had a slow week as far as eBay sales, I think that's because all of the listings I created last week are waiting in drafts to be photographed. But uh, teenagers seem to be busy with finals oh, coming up. Oh How dear. about you? Uh, pretty slow, but it comes and goes. I don't worry about it too much. I've got my usual plethora of uh, buying disputes underway. Uh, one guy uh, it seems to have a beef about what I've, I've complained about. Um, saying it's me that's causing the problem, which is interesting. I bought, as I seem to buy, um, often an audio processor, one of the things I kind of deal with, and the thing produces like a garbled output. So and I, I try and treat sellers the same way I would like to be treated if someone was working with me as a seller. And rather than just say, it doesn't work, what are you going to do about it? Um, I, I try and send some illustration, either a photo, an audio recording, something like that, to actually show what the problem is. I, I feel then we're on the same page and we're in collaboration mode rather than you know, arguing about the facts. So I took a little video of this thing working. The display seems to work, but it produces a really garbled output. You can't sell like a 50 meg file through the eBay system, so I just put it on YouTube and send the guy a link where he can look at it. 
And I thought anyone with half a grain of electrical common sense could work out this was a problem <laughs> internal to the unit. But uh, his reply is that it's my problem. I'm causing it. I'm feeding it garbage in and nothing wrong with the unit he sent me. It worked last time we used it, which is a very common phrase, buying and selling electrical items, which means yeah. that they haven't tested it at all. Uh, That's they right. Just, just pray that it, it worked okay. Um, so it's going through the dispute process. Uh, his uh, offer of a resolution, this is like $600 probably, something like that, was to offer a partial refund in the amount of five American cents uh, to make this problem go away. Needless to say, I declined his generous offer, thinking that something better <laughs> may be coming my way if I were to push good, the, good uh, the Escalade button. Uh, but uh, he sent me a reply saying something along the lines that he's relocated to the Philippines and you're welcome to send oh. it back at eBay's on eBay's label, but no one's going to receive it and good luck. So oh my gosh. I, I'm not sure. I, I He kind of said keep it, but he didn't say that through the system formally. So I don't know. I, I might call eBay because... I don't really see the point in printing out a label at someone else's expense and then having it go someplace that doesn't exist. Maybe they'll write him a note saying, hey, what do you want to do about this? And maybe there'll be some middle ground that we can we can work towards. But, you know, yeah. I think the point from a selling point of view here is, you know, it's like, Sherry, someone says, I didn't receive it or it didn't work. And that seller inner voice goes off and says, oh, this is a scam. This guy is yeah. lying. You know, and I think we all feel that. But I think putting it into words in a message to the other party is the worst possible thing you can do. Yeah. So, you know, I think the advice is unless you really have cast iron evidence that, that there is something untoward going on, be nice as pie to the other person, even if you have your doubts, because there's no point digging yourself into a deeper hole than the one you're already in. And oftentimes, you know, I've had that suspicion. We, we talked to a while about some package that took almost three months to get to some guy in Israel. And I was mm, halfway convinced it was a scam. Uh, but I didn't say that to the guy. And it did eventually turn up again on tracking, having disappeared for months. Wow. And I kept the guy, you know, tried to be nice to him and didn't, didn't accuse him of anything, expressed that my disappointment it was taking so long, thanked him for his patience. And in the end, he sent me the money, which he didn't have to do because I'd long since refunded him. There's no course of action. I had to try and get the money off him. But by keeping my internal reservations to myself and doing the yes. right thing from the customer's perspective, I got paid out on something I'd really already written off as a loss. So anyway, I'll let you know how uh, that develops if that gets to be uh, a result one way or the other in the next week or so. Good. And as to what you alluded to, I was in a stores meeting where uh, the project managers are meeting with some eBay sellers to really, I was kind of amazed, go into minutiae about different layouts, which one we like better. And I found it very, like, did they accomplish anything? <laughs> I, I mean, I love that they're getting our feedback and it, tells me that they care. But meanwhile, I noticed that a, a little while back, the store search feature where a buyer could search your item description disappeared. And I don't know if they ever asked any eBay sellers what they would think if that happened. It is strange. They, they, do, they are very sort of research driven, but occasionally 
someone just takes a decision to kill something that's important to us and do they even tell their internal colleagues no it's just complete pandemonium for days everyone runs around says what happened to the lifetime sales figures the dsr reports this that and the other it just vanishes so i don't know i i I don't want to be unkind to them because i quite like being invited to these things to take part and see what's going on behind the curtain um I think to some extent there's a certain amount of CYA activity going on there that they've already pretty much figured out where things are going to go in terms of the development. But, you know, every single management meeting you attend in life, there's always someone kind of at the far corner who will sit there silently through most of the meeting and at the end go, well, what did the market research say? Have you got any research to support this? And I think this is just a tick box checking exercise to some extent. To be, oh, yeah, yeah, we researched. The sellers were totally on board with everything we're doing. Uh, and they they have us they show us something that really has absolutely no consequence whether we say it's we like A or B, doesn't really matter to be honest. Well, I'm going to take the opportunity to just keep driving home that I would like that feature back because if you can't fit it in your title, you always are. No, it's it's uh, yeah, and and I find um, solace in the fact that if I can't find pick a fit a word into my title that they can search my description as well. Well, well. just for your own internal use, sometimes you need to know, I wrote a listing that had this phrase in, I'm going to cut and paste that. I'm writing something else. You just want to be able to search on a few words that will bring you up the relevant listing. And you've got far more than I have. You've got over a thousand. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a it's an important thing. Now, there are some third-party tools that will get around the problem, but it's not particularly user-friendly. And I just don't know yeah. why they wouldn't just do that. It's only a checkbox on the screen. It was not really complicated. And the whole idea of the stores is that when someone sees something of mine or buys it and they want to see if I have any more, right, then they'll mm-hmm. search to see if there's more things related. So I feel like that's really crucial. Now, I have to disclose for full disclosure, there's another reason that I really need that feature, and that's because... I put my client codes, seeing, being that I sell on consignment, mm-hmm. in my description. I don't want to waste no. characters in my title. Well, it's and also I confuses put, people. When, they, when you say box number so-and-so, people put their yes. inventory locations. You get a ton of questions going, well, I get the listing. What's box so-and-so about? You know, cause, you know, and exactly. you're wasting those precious, precious 80 characters. That's right. So I put that in my description and then people I'm selling for can search with that code in my store and see all their items. So that functionality has gone away. So my uh, manually doing these things without a program that handles it occasionally fails big time with things like that. Well done for attending the meeting. I hope you told them everything that was the diametric opposite of what I told them, just to throw that curve, <laughs> hey? And yeah. the eBay meeting, people from eBay stores are like London buses. You get not a squeak for 10 years, and then a plethora of meetings turn up on your diary all at once. It was kind of prompted by all this activity on stores. I thought, this is obviously an area of attention. What the heck is going on? Uh, so I did. I did explore the new store layout they've launched it's got some limitations but it does it's moving more towards a sort of graphical front end to drive people into categories either ebay categories or store categories that you think are important that you can attach an image that communicates something about the way that you handle that particular category um so i tinkered around i set a few of those uh, sort of uh, graphical things up it wasn't too difficult 
the problem I had is I had to, the photographs I was using, I had to add some white space because it dimensions the image along the short axis rather than the long axis, which means that the photo was kind of spilling out of the edge of the box. And oh. I had to be corrected. So there's a bit of uh, photo That's editing to make fun. that work, but uh, not particularly difficult. And I think it looks good. And you can also have some other stuff they'll let you put in there, like um, a box that points to some promotions you're running, uh, newly listed items and things. So it's kind of heading towards what I would describe as more the sort of regular sort of e-commerce type store thing where you can mix and match different yeah. elements in, in a storefront and make it custom. And they say this is... Uh, to try, I think, to try and get people to personalize their store a bit. It's really feeding into, they say, uh, this drive to try and create more trust. This whole new strategy is about trying to create trust uh, with these 15%, whatever it is, the buyers that are the enthusiasts that the strategy yes. is geared towards. And these guys apparently spend a lot of money and they want to understand sellers and trust them to spend more money. And I think they feel that revamping stores is um, the, the route to making that happen. They've also teased the fact there'll be more promotional spending opportunities, which I know we all enjoy, uh, on the subject of stores. Uh, so maybe there's a, there's, a, there's a pot of gold somewhere on this particular rainbow we are chasing as far as eBay is concerned, but uh, they haven't told us the details of that yet. So anyway, I tinker around with my back. store, quite pleased with it. Um, I need to play around with the graphics a bit. I was going to do the promotion thing, and it says, well, put your graphic in here. I could graphic for promotion. I need to have something. They didn't sort of give you like 50 you could choose from as placeholders. Yeah, that'd be nice. So I had a bit of a creative you, block at that point. I, I, I stopped it there. So what I did was that you could feature, you can feature listings. And I have about five or to seven listings with multiple quantities mm. where uh, I have professional photos with models. Ah. Um, now these items are not good sellers. <laughs> they're too expensive and they're not a brand name. Um, however, the pictures are very professional. Yes. So I've chosen to use I thought those you stole as them somebody else actually. <laughs> well, I, I okay. So those oh, pictures are my clients. Oh, okay. no, you're you know me so well. I, I mean, I would never steal from someone without permission. These are the um, cl my client that I'm selling for. Mm -hmm. She hired professional oh, models. Oh, she that's, had that's the photos. Enough. I'm selling these for her, so I'm allowed to use them. But you're right that I don't have professional models in my photos. But you can't change the position of that. If you want to use that box, that's going to be above the fold, and it pushes your regular so. inventory down. Yes. Um, so you can't change some of these. Um, I think. A lot of these store templates, if you go to the, the general store market, you can you can put them up in different orders. So you could put that at the bottom if you didn't think it was that important. You could put it at the side, top. You know, you can play around with the elements quite often. eBay is a nice. bit more one-size-fits-all. But, I mean, this is the first iteration, I guess, of the, the new store experience. I, I wouldn't expect too much. Plus, they've got, you know, eBay has got to deal with people that are first-time online sellers. So they really have to keep it fairly basic. And it has yes. to be supported by people that nowadays are often working from a bedroom in their house. They don't really have a, the ability to to bring in a lot of expertise. So they have to keep it, I think, pretty straightforward. And I, I can understand that. And I actually yeah. think what they've done, given what I think is a fairly limited budget, actually is quite good. And I perhaps underestimated uh, the depth of the development they've done before I 
played around with it. Yeah, and my store has a thousand plus followers. Wow. Have I mentioned that before? You honk my horn because I'm tooting <laughs> my own horn. Um, which so, and that shows on the storefront side like that. Well, we're doing a, a very poor job of not advertising our own stores, which is part of the deal here that we don't like. You know, we don't want to... Prom there are so many podcasts which are either trying to sell you something or someone's promoting themselves or banging on about how brilliant they are. And when we started this, we, we thought we'd try and avoid doing that. What we have done, if you're interested and you want to see Sherry's... St I mean, uh, properly licensed photographs, uh, you can find the links to our stores at our little website. That's sellsellsell.online. You could also um, let us know how you're getting on if you've tried playing around with that. Maybe you've got some ideas or tips that could be shared. Uh, you can find out the, uh, the contact details, phone, email, whatever, text. We'll take all that stuff. Again, the website uh, is sellsellsell.online. Uh, we'll come up with uh, eBay news right after this. Okay, so Philip and Sherry clearly aren't experts. We need your help. Will you be a guest on the show? Is there something about selling on eBay that you can share? We'd like to have you join us. Contact us. www.sellsellsell.online That's www.sellsellsell.online Thank you for being part of the show. So uh, in eBay news this week, Sherry, there was an article that uh, talked about uh, they're changing the way best offers is uh, going to work. And since I don't do best offers, I'm not really uh, au fait with that. But you're into that, right? I am. And now with best offers, they're soon going to show whether there will be a promoted listing commission charged on it. So you have that information when you're deciding how much of a discount you want to give the person. So... I've asked in the past for, can we just see what the price is shipping. on there? Mm. Um, yeah, and the shipping. Mm. And that way we don't have to click into it to find out. But having this added information of whether we're going to be charged a promoted listing commission, that's going to be helpful. Because you couldn't too. really find that out without them telling you. There's no way of researching. At least the shipping, you could yeah. in theory look it up if you've got the patience. True. With this, you would have no way of knowing if they've got the cookie set or not. So I guess that's important information, perhaps more important. Yes. If, if like you, you're a bit spendy on the old promoted listings, that can make yeah. a big difference. That could right. make a big difference I haven't, with me. Well, I haven't seen it because I don't use best offers. I don't know if that's live yet. I think that's uh, out there as a, as a near-term future from eBay. Uh, also this week, we saw the latest uh, financial results. I'm not going to wade through everything. I'm sure there's a zillion eBay podcasts that would take – Take you through that. I'm sure Don, the auction professor, is having a field day with this one. <laughs> um, so I'll let him uh, walk you through all that stuff. I mean, basically, <laughs> revenue's down, number of sellers is down, margin is down. And the narrative that we're being told is this is way better than expectations. I, I think that's because expectations, both by the market and set by eBay, weren't that high to start with. And it's difficult really to <clears throat> you know, find out what's going on with this in, in the real world. I mean, the strategy is to focus on uh, the stuff that makes them money and makes buyers happy. And I think for the first time in a few CEOs, they've actually grasped that nettle that they want to make a smaller but more profitable business. And if I were running it, that's exactly what I would do. I've been saying that for years. So I can't, can't sort of 
chide them for having a revenue that's gone down. Um, but what we should be seeing is margins going up in the sort of medium term at least. The problem is they've taken the revenue down, which is exactly what they forecast. The, the margin position is not that great. It's it's going in the wrong direction. I think the the average margin has gone from 35% to 32% from memory. Uh, the free cash flow generations dropped from 800 million something to 500 million something. And those are the two numbers that I think are going to people are going to look at and say, okay, those should be going up. You you are narrowing down your focus to the stuff that you can really do well and that you can charge a decent profit on. But why is the margin dropping? And I think as we potentially head towards, I'm guessing, recession or at least a downturn, um, they've got a quarter or two, I think, to really start to turn that those numbers around. Otherwise, people are going to question how well the strategy is working. And it's difficult for us to sit here and just look at the headline numbers and say, well, it's going okay or it isn't because we don't see the category level stuff. And maybe they're just eating margin losses on categories that they're in the process of revamping. I mean, the sneakers thing, they, they went down to zero commission for quite a while on those. And that's a huge category. And this is trying to rebuild share after StockX came in and ate their lunch. So there could be categories where that's going on and this is entirely within their plan and we are following the hockey stick forecast that they've put out exactly and there's nothing to worry about. I have a few reservations, but it's too early to say. I think the thing we'll have to do will be to watch how that those margin figures uh, perform over the next couple of quarters because I think there'll be not a lot of patience if they don't start to change fairly soon. So that's the eBay um, financial results. Oh, they've also... I think we all got an email, um, at least if you opted into the, the email messages, talking about this re-commerce report. And uh, Sherry's taking a look so you don't have to. And we'll give you as the potted highlights as whether this is something that we should really be paying any attention to and if there's anything insightful in there. What do you think? Well, yes, I thought it was really exciting that 32% of new sellers were Gen Z hmm. because I hear just out and about when, you know, talking to people that telling them I sell on eBay, it, they think that's for older people, probably having nothing to do with what they're looking at right hey, in front of them. Old person here. <laughs> yeah, I'm right here too. But I, I had to look up, I Googled what is Gen Z and it's definitely not me. I mean, those are the younger people. Is there an age bracket that we're talking about here? Just Oh, shoot, now I can't remember. I feel like they 20s, were born in 1990 or after. Okay. Or or is that a Okay, so less one? than 30, let's say for the sake of argument. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, less than 30. That's young. Mm -hmm. um, so 32% of new sellers were Gen Z. That was exciting. Also, um, in their survey, 50% of the respondents um, have used eBay authentication. So... I, that just shows that eBay's vertical efforts are worthwhile. Hmm. I mean, half of them have used that. Um, I know I just shipped a watch a couple of weeks ago okay. that uh, was authenticated. Um, well, next time I buy anyway. a man bag that's authenticated, I'll be letting you know. Yes, please do. Please yeah. do. You'll Stand know it's by. authentic. Breaking news. Um, and... $2 billion worth of collectibles sold in the first half of 2021. That's 
impressive to me, but I'd like to know what it was previously and how it compares and that mm -hmm. I didn't research. But collectibles, selling collectibles is not dead. I mean, I've noticed that just because they sell. Um, and younger people are, in fact, using eBay. And also, this probably goes along with your Q4 results. I think it was showing revenue down by 6 or 7%, I mm -hmm. believe, if I'm mm -hmm. remembering right. Um, but Etsy, for the same period, is down 40%. This is like post-COVID. They got 5%, it says here. Yeah. Oh, eBay? Mm-hmm. Good. See, even better. So, I, you know, I saw one post, you know, on social media that really made it sound terrible. But then someone else pointed out, you know, Etsy's down forty percent, and we know that Etsy had quite a heyday during COVID. Um, so, it's understandable now that we're in the kind of post-COVID era that things would be uh, go down a little bit. And eBay much is down much less than Etsy, which, in my interpretation, is very good. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so that's the eBay re-commerce report. If you want to hunt around and find that, I did notice on the sort of welcome page that comes up when you uh, click on the link, there's a uh, a nice big picture of YouTube superstars, uh, Vicky and Katie, or is it Katie and Vicky, on the site? Yes. Good luck to them. They've done a nice job of promoting themselves through that. Yes. Very nice, very nice. I think we're several years away from being in any kind of position to uh, to match that kind of level of exposure. I think we have like maybe three listeners. But uh, anyway, we'll work on it. Uh, so good for them. Uh, also in the news this week, I don't know whether you've been following this. Who hasn't been following the eBay cyber stalking thing? If you have no idea what we're talking about, just Google eBay and cyber stalking and you'll get a bunch of stuff to read. Um, we're down now to one remaining person who's going the not guilty route. Um, the other fellow who was uh, holding out for a not guilty plea has now changed to guilty. This is uh, Jim Bohr, who the media have had a field day with. They say he's kind of molds himself after the Robert De Niro character on Meeting the Fockers and that sort of stuff and was... Uh, I, I hate to use the word whack job, but was perhaps a little appropriate, inappropriate choice as a manager of a unit for eBay. They say that in their uh, one of their filings, so I'm just reporting what they said. Yes. Um, and he's gone down the guilty route. I think he was trying to find various ways of putting together a defense. First of all, they wanted to move it to California. Um, then he was trying to say, well, what I was actually doing was stuff that was taught to me by the FBI, either government, so it's not really fair. The government can now come after me with doing stuff that they told me how to do. Um, mm. I think his big problem is if he is, if he was trying to put together a case that he was just following instructions, his problem is there's 12,000 pages of documents, and I'm sure there's a few nuggets lurking in there somewhere that might give him some mitigation or maybe even a full defense, but those are all... Uh, in the hands of eBay's attorneys and are now, you know, client attorney privileged materials. So he can't get his hands on those. And I think that they've basically figured that, that taking the guilty route out is perhaps the, the appropriate choice. So uh, sentencing will be uh, coming up at some point in the months to come. We'll find out how that goes. Um, uh, I think he's been positioned as kind of the ringleader of the thing. Um, so... Uh, I think some orange jumpsuit time will be coming his way, but uh, who knows? We'll, we'll let you know as and when um, that moves to the next stage. 
Well, when I saw the headline, eBay executive pleads oh, yeah. guilty, I got so excited. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no, not not the not that, eBay not one of the executive. executive. Not one or two. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, there we are. I, I, it, it may all change. Don't forget, we've got a civil case underway. Um, that, I think, is on ice till July the 19th, if memory serves, to try and see if the, all the parties can reach some kind of negotiated settlement. I would be incredibly surprised if eBay wasn't coming to the table with lots of bags of money to try and make the whole thing go away. So I question whether it'll ever go to any kind of trial, but you never know. It may all come out yeah. in trial. Which and be, Philip, uh, hmm. oh, sorry, I'm interrupting yeah, you. I just want to say that when he says he was just exercising things he learned from the FBI, I'm assuming he's not talking about activities that he uh, participated in that involved animal body parts. No, I don't believe that was an FBI technique. I, I think maybe breaking into garages and putting trackers on cars might be... Okay. That's, I don't know. I, I, I'm speculating. I, I better not uh, get too, too sucked into that debate. Okay, okay. so that's cyber-stalking. That's the latest. We'll keep you posted. Anything else coming up? And uh, uh, if you're a loyal listener, then you would recall that uh, Sherry was very um, fortunate to be selected to receive the up-and-running grant in 2021. And uh, are you applying again this year? No, I, I doubt they would pick the same person twice. So I won't apply for that grant you could apply again. And I'm at Sherry Sells. Maybe that would, you know, <laughs> confuse the trail. I'm on the so, so grateful and still in shock that I won that. Um, but I encourage you to apply because well, guess what? Tell us the it's secret. possible to win. Well, Maybe the, I used all the characters and I never used over. So that's just, I'm, I'm, okay. this is a side note, but no, no, no. when it says you can have this many characters or this many words and pay attention, they sw switch between the two. So mm. sometimes I would use that many characters and find out they said 750 words, but um, I would utilize that. And I definitely ex uh, showed that I needed the financial help. Um, I showed circumstances that caused that. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I also showed how much that that grant would help me and what exactly I would use it for. Right. I think those are all important things. No, it's good advice. Okay. Well, maybe I'll draft something and have you cast your eye over it and uh, see whether I've got enough tear-joking material in there. Then yeah. Go back to the drawing board and try and come up with something a bit more meaty. I'd love to, Mr. Analytical. It's $10,000 in money because it's a bit ambiguous yes. the last year. I thought they said it was 8000 in cash and then 2000 in benefits in terms of education. But the big but fat no. check was the 10? The big fat check was $10,000. Wow. Yeah, and you know you apply for it through Alice. Yes. Is it, what is it? Get Alice. If you apply, or, if you're uh, interested, you there's a link that takes you to a third party site that collates all the paperwork and stuff for eBay's benefit and maybe you know acts as an objective assessor to get the shortlist together or whatever they do. They don't tell you exactly the process. Yes. So I also encourage you to do that because now I get emails from. Alice, this organization, and 
on two, a couple of those emails, I noticed there were other grants for small businesses. So guess what I did? I applied for those. There's another grant from another organization for $10,000. I applied for that. Money. High hopes, got high hopes. And another one for $5,000. Oh, so okay. I encourage you also, after you carefully craft your answers to save them in a document and then cut and paste <laughs> and, and try for some other grants. Sure. sure. Okay, good. Well, let us know how you get on with the, um, <clears throat> the other applications. I will. See if we can have a little factory running of uh, applications going out and checks coming in. That'll be quite good. Uh, right. Also, eBay News, just carrying on here before we get into uh, hiring teenagers. Um, this is kind of old news, but I think we're getting close to the uh, the go-live date of the actual official uh, final value fee credits. If you give someone a partial refund in a couple of weeks' time, they'll automatically uh, credit you back uh, the fees that they collected on that. I think Donna was saying that if in the meantime, if you want to place a call into them, they will do that on a manual basis, I think, if it's you know material amount of money. But that's not the official process. I think officially you're just out of pocket is the, uh, the answer. So watch out for that. Right. I'm sure they will announce that officially in due course. And Sherry tells me something's going on between eBay and Funko. I have no idea yes. what Funko is, so you have to explain that to me. Okay. Well, Funko makes toys, collectible toys. And... For example, I'm looking at these little, oh my gosh, what are they? They look like they're from characters possibly from Star Wars, but uh, don't quote me on that. Oh, some Disney, I, I, anyway, I'm getting this all wrong. Uh, I'll stick with what I know, which is that eBay has, is the approved secondary market for Funko, and they're even going to have some special releases like they do with Target and Walmart um, on eBay. So um, some people who put this together is the former Disney CEO, Bob Iger. Um, anyway, I, I just totally botched this whole thing, but <laughs> eBay's it, it is approved. a radio show, and we do this as, as live as we can make it. So whatever we hear in our headphones, uh, that's what you get to hear. So if we make a complete dog's breakfast of a piece, that's what yes. we get to listen to. We do not go back and edit this stuff. Uh, but I think that's right. Fine. There I you are. I was with you. Um, okay, good. I just wanted. I just want you all to know how this is authentic. <laughs> very good. Uh, I, it, it worries me slightly <clears throat> if eBay kind of begins to stray away from being the platform operator to kind of being an active seller or producer on there because doesn't that then yeah. become kind of blurry in terms of how how level the playing field is i mean you've got these diamond sellers out there which they will massage their feedbacks i mean we were looking at one the other day Sherry, i think about twenty thousand feedback no negatives no neutrals no changes to feedback every single one was was positive um not a blemish on their record. And it just statistically yes. isn't going to happen like that. So you know yeah. someone's gone through, the account manager at eBay has just called up customer service and got everything taken off. If, I don't, so I don't know. It's, it, it makes me slightly nervous <clears throat> when it muddies the water a little bit, but that's just the way I, I see things. Okay. Uh, excuse me. We've got uh, signature upon delivery, why? And hiring a teenager coming up after this. Do you have an eBay listing that isn't selling? Philip and Sherry want to help. 
They'll each make a couple of suggestions for things to change or try to get your sales moving. Just send us your item number and we'll get to work. www.sellsellsell.online What do you have to lose? Experts are standing by. That's www.sellsellsell.online So it struck me as someone who buys a lot on eBay, just how many packages I'm getting each day that in theory have the get signature option selected. And these um, sellers aren't getting the signature um, <laughs> because post pandemic, they changed the system so that, um, you know, the drivers no longer bother getting signatures in most cases. <clears throat> Some do, but most have got that get out of jail free card saying there was a pandemic a couple of years back. We don't need to bother with that. So people are paying lots of money to collect signatures, which in the first place are unnecessary in my view, and they aren't even getting them in return for that. So I just wanted to flag or have a discussion about exactly what the rules are, with at least in the world of eBay, for getting a signature. And for most of the time, you don't need one. And indeed, I think even getting one is not a good idea. So the position with eBay, and actually the same applies for PayPal, is that below a transaction value of $750, you do not need to get a signature from the recipient. eBay will stand by you, and uh, if there's any kind of dispute, so long as you have just delivery confirmation level tracking, uh, that money is not in jeopardy. They will refund the buyer, if that's what it comes to, out of their dime. So I don't know why people are putting all these signature requirements on these packages because they're not above $750. And by the way, that $750 includes taxes and shipping, so you have to kind of figure out the total amount in question. Someone somewhere is paying, what, $4 probably, USPS, and $5 something, UPS and, and FedEx, for no good reason. And the thing that I think the reason there's no there's no safety net needed that doesn't do you any favors getting it even if it isn't officially required because i think that all you're doing is opening up the possibility of the buyer saying well i didn't sign that that's not my signature or i was in the south of france that week i couldn't possibly have signed so you're basically taking something that's an absolute black and white money certainty and now throwing the possibility of doubt being added into the equation which you've now got to contest so i can see no logical reason why anyone would want to get a signature below a transaction value of 750 dollars unless it is a requirement whoever you're using a third party or someone to insure the package well maybe they might put that requirement on but even that is of dubious value insurance just the premium itself is very high relative to the actual risk of losing the item, in my view. And if you add a $5 fee on top of that for a signature, it becomes doubly poor value. So I'm arguing that uh, really below $750, it's just wasting your money. And if I'm the buyer, I see that as my money. So it makes me feel bad. Doesn't do you any favors and is just money down the drain, lining the pockets of UPS and FedEx and the like. And even if you go above $750, I mean, I take a business decision view on that, depending on a variety of things. And oftentimes, I, I still don't ask for a signature. You know, these days, you can Google the address. You can effectively drive down that person's street. You can see what kind of house they live in. 
You can look up the house. What's it worth? Um, do they have a house that's set nicely back from the road? Are there bushes and things that would make a parcel left on the doorstep hard to spot? Um, and I, my own personal view is that probably, let's say below, I don't know, a $2,000 item, oftentimes I won't bother with the signature, even though eBay says I, in theory, need it, uh, because I feel the risk of a, a claim is that small. And I can't think of really... I mean, I've got one monster claim going on at the moment, which we'll talk about another time, But, and that's just more complicated. Um, I can't think of any a time when someone's really ever said that they didn't receive something and I had to actually find the signature to prove my case. So I, I think it's really a very low risk, and even above 750, I, I think I'd probably argue that if it looks like it's a, a reputable location, um, I don't think I'd even bother getting a signature in that situation. Now, Even though either, eBay says if it's over seven fifty, they won't give they you won't, seller protection. They, you lose the you seller do protection. It. Doesn't mean to say you can't w work out a solution, but in theory, if it goes to eBay for adjudication, you would lose. Yeah. Um, so uh, I would say, I mean, two thousand dollars is a lot of money to lose, but it wouldn't wipe me out. I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, in a cardboard box under the railway arch. I mean, it would be a pretty bad day at the office, but it wouldn't wipe me out. I'd probably be crying in a corner. Yeah, something. I'd probably need to go for a swift beverage somewhere down the road. But, um, you know, so it's a case of figuring out what the what the risk is and whether it's worth spending the money. I mean, if, if I do the Google Street map thing and it comes up as a mobile home and it's got bars over the windows and it says armed response to intruders and the dog will bite, <laughs> then I'm thinking, okay, well, that's a different kind of clientele. And yes, I probably will. Um, you know, I'm not sure their neighbours will leave a will, would leave a package on their doorstep for very long without taking a quick look at it. Uh, so, you know, yes, in, in certain situations, I, I would definitely cover myself. But it's 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 such a rare situation that happens. Um, I think most of the time, that's a risk that's worth taking relative to the cost of what five five dollars something to get a signature. So anyway, that's the rule, um, and I think I, personally, I would encourage you to consider at a business level whether it's even worth uh, collecting up to the point at which you think, well, I just can't afford to lose that under any scenario. So that's the a quick run through of the signature on delivery situation. If you have any uh, views one way or the other, please do get in touch. You can do that through our website. That's sellsellsell.online. There's a link. You could email us or you could uh, send us a text or leave us a voicemail. Any one of those would be great. Thank you very much for uh, your involvement. Now, uh, let's move on to hiring a teenager. This is uh, Sherry's forte. Several teenagers. She, she, she staffs the, uh, well, I was going to say sweatshop. That's a bit unkind. She has a very efficient operation and uh, staffs it with very bright, intelligent and motivated people. Um, so tell us about how we would, why we, why we would even consider hiring a teenager. Are they not just troublesome? They have a, teenagers have a reputation for being quite agonizing. But I, first of all, that's how they are with their parents. But secondly, I do hire exceptional teenagers, mm -hmm. um, and I don't seek out uh, ones that are particularly angry or unreliable. Well, how do you know someone's exceptional without, well, I don't know. Okay, well, first of all, I, I realize this is slightly off track, but truly, my first question is, do you like dogs? <laughs> and uh, because I have two of them. Yes. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. 
and they're quite involved, although today they're uh, on a little hiatus. I wonder what they're planning. But um, so I didn't ask one person, I forgot to. And when he arrived and they ran to the door to greet him, I could see immediately. It wasn't just that he didn't love them. I could tell he really didn't like them. And for me, that just changed my feelings toward him mm. quite dramatically. Um, but I won't, I, I actually, and this did turn out to be a person that I let go after having him work a couple days for a couple hours. But that brings up some other uh, things. But to stay on track, I'll start stick with my questions that I asked them to begin with. So um, do they like dogs? And also that the work can be repetitive. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about repetitive work? Um, you know, I let them know you'll be, I also let them know early on that in my, in our conversation that I'll be coming home with my trunk full, sometimes my truck bed full. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'll just say, okay, can you unload that, bring it down into the basement? Okay. And I watch for their reaction to that. Um, also, sometimes you have to clean the items, dust them. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the boxes can be uh, quite dusty. How do you feel and about do, that? Do you find sometimes that they've never had to do any of these things and mother's been doing it for them up until now in their life and this is a whole new experience? Yes, yes, but they adapt really well when it's a mm -hmm. job. Yes. I I do get feedback sometimes from the parents that they're really surprised at mm -hmm. their report that I give them about mm -hmm. them because uh, they do have a different um, oh, manner <laughs> with me and at work. Um, so I make it very clear what my expectations are. Another thing that I do, and this is more recent, is that I share with them um, profitability, uh, like if they list five items in an hour, this is what the amount that would go to me would be, and this is what it costs me to have them here. And I just want them to know while they're working, because they might be doing an excellent job of cleaning something, researching it, and listing it and get one done in a half an hour. Okay. And for me, that's going to be, I, I'm going to go broke mm -hmm. that way. So I like to, I make it very clear with them. And I, I see, I, they're, I make sure that they're good listeners and good communicators. Mm -hmm. I suppose and, with, a, with a teenager, you could perhaps be more honest about the underlying business model because their next move is not to open their own eBay store one block down the road, it's to go to college or whatever. So Great point. It's not yes. as though you're training your next competitor on your special sauce recipe. Exactly. Exactly. And it's I feel that it's very important for me to be transparent and to be able to be transparent because then it can be an ongoing situation or conversation. So uh, for the nonprofit that I'm selling for in addition to my own account, so that's the, a separate account, um, they give me, they don't screen well. So this is a, in, I don't know how to fix this with them. 
but basically they just kind of dump everything. And it's also clarifying to me that it is really uh, mysterious for people who aren't selling on eBay what does mm -hmm. well, because there just seems to be a really low sense of what sells well. So we have to go through a ton of items to get to items that are good. So just to sort of recap on the the, the process of finding the ideal teenage worker. Okay. Okay. Saying, back to that. Be honest about the nature of the work, the environment. Yes. Don't gild it too much because they'll be disappointed. Make sure they understand a bit about the business model and how this really works and that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. It's quite hard graft. And yes. um, I guess that's where we got to, right? Okay. Yeah. Make sure they like dogs. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're right. And also I let them know. Now, one of the perks for them with me is that I let them tell me when they're available. And mm -hmm. if those times work for my schedule, then I say, okay, this one works uh, Monday, Wednesday, you know, and this one works. And that way um, they have, they get to have a job while being a good performer in school, getting their homework done some of them are on a baseball team, basketball, volleyball. Uh, those are three of the employees that I have and right now. Keeping the parents on board is also key because if their schoolwork suffers, the parents going to kill the kill the deal stone dead, right? Absolutely, and I'm on the same exact page as their parents. Mm -hmm. Their mm -hmm. number one importance is their homework, so they can text me and say, "Hey, I have a lot of homework. Can we change my shift?" So as and I let them know. As long as you communicate with me and I know that you can't come in before the time comes that you're supposed to be in, um, then I'm flexible with that. So um, it's about communication and I let them know worst case scenario, what the job is like. And I also let them know if you're able to talk and work and be productive mm -hmm. at the same time and be accurate, then great. If you're not a multitasker who can talk while being accurate and efficient, you know, then I would say do that on your break. So that, um, okay, so all of that is communicating with them. And then I, I do look for high achievers because mm. then they're gonna do well in a job as well and care about the work they're doing. And I let them know if they're, if they're not accurate, and they put something in the wrong bin, I can spend an entire day looking yeah. for that item. Mm -hmm. And if I can't find it, it can jeopardize my top rated seller status. So I look at their uh, reaction to all of this information. So it's a balance between finding someone that's a high achiever that you can quickly train and they'll work independently. On the other hand, the work is to some extent mundane. Correct. And maybe not super stimulating, but I guess the thing with teenagers is that the money they get goes straight into the having fun budget. You yes. Know, adults, that money goes into paying the rent, paying for the car, the gas, alimony, whatever the whatever your expenses are in life. And there's a tiny bit left yes. over to have fun. Whereas as a teenager, most of your expenses, frankly, are made by your parents. So it goes straight into the have a good time and have mobility fund, which means that they're probably motivated to get more of it. Yes, and the same flex flexibility that I'm giving them to work around their schedule, another key that's important to me that you get with teenagers is that they're not relying on me for food, rent, and other crucial expenses. So if 
so I let them know as long as I've, I have items, I can give them hours. Of course, right now, <laughs> I have enough items to securely employ them for quite a while. But um, that gives me flexibility. I don't want to hire a full-time adult who's depending on me mm-hmm. because I don't know for sure yet that I can support both of right. us. Right, that's good. Yeah. Um, and then one thing I try to avoid by this hefty, you know, interview process where I meet them on the phone and then meet them in person, show them the area, look mm-hmm. at their response, mm-hmm. is I don't like, obviously, firing people, but I have had to do it on My occasion. My question was, how do you fire them, yeah. Okay, and that's the one who actually, I forgot to ask if he likes dogs before he came. And um, one of the, so obviously that's a direct problem. And Trixie, who just doesn't get it that someone wouldn't love her, Mm. would just sit there, look at him and bark, (laughs) which she doesn't do to, she really doesn't do to anybody. Mm. So, that was uncomfortable. And then um, the, so he kind of won me over for a little moment when he eyed the laptops I had and servers laying around and said, oh, do you have technical? And I said, yes, are you technical? Because my last one went off working on his engineering degree. So I haven't had anyone like that for over a year. Mm -hmm. And items are building up in that department. And so he was, he did effectively list a Mac, an old Mac and a iPad for me, and which actually aren't that technical, but um, it turned out with the servers, he wasn't up to the level of my former employee. Um, the problem crept in where when I would ask him a question, not sure if he was doing something right, he was very defensive and um, so then I'm like uncomfortable. And then when I saw that he had listed Pokemon, Pokemon cards with just a picture of a stack, not showing them individually, yeah, uh-huh. I thought, well, okay, if he's not innately perfect and I can't communicate with him, and of course he hates my dogs, this isn't going to work. So I think reading between the lines, though, is that I think there's a type of person that you quite like working with. I think you like taking them on as little projects where you can see them come in, train them up a little bit, teach them a little bit about the real world that's probably their first exposure to that, and then send them on their way a little bit richer and a little bit wiser. Yes, and Philip, I've had over 50 teenagers Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. for me, and I also am a good source of their first reference that they give Uh, when they get their real job um you know out of college and i can give a thorough reference so you're right that the other aspect is also that i genuinely love working with them Mm -hmm. i enjoy them coming through yeah yeah and if i don't enjoy them then that's no fun and i don't like that all right so if you have uh, any 
suggestions or comments or questions for Sherry on the uh, hiring of teenagers. It's obviously a broad topic. Uh, you're very welcome to get in touch with us. You can do that through our website. That's sell, sell, sell online. Also, a couple opportunities in the uh, calendar coming up later this month for you to do that uh, directly if you want. Now, Sherry, you've got a uh, like a meetup coming up on the 12th of May that you'll be attending, right? Yes. I can't wait to go see Brian Burke. Yes. Yeah, and Rebecca Michaels and Stephanie, who's uh, from, I believe, the group that plans events mm -hmm. and uh, community engagement, which makes right. sense. So that's Thursday evening in Denver. And who knows? There might be some openings still. Very good. I, so I'm excited to Sherry's brain about any of the items that we discuss here and lots oh, more sure. at that event. Also, uh, one for your diary, 16th of May, I think it is. There is a, another seller check-in. Uh, you can find out details of that at sellerevents.ebay.com. Anyone who uses the platform is welcome to take part uh, at those meetings, apparently. And, is that the uh, 16th or the 19th? Oh, it might be the 19th. I just was working off memory. You're probably right, the 19th. And subject rooms so. are back uh, this time. So check out that. Anyway, the site will be correct. And uh, Sherry has uh, been uh, sounding out her spies in San Jose. And is there anything you can say about what's going to happen at that meeting? Do we have any inkling? They're going to talk about eBay, say something about eBay open. And what they're going to say is very interesting and Top exciting. That's all I can say. Okay. So very I'm excited good. to hear it we'll, myself. We'll leave that there. So uh, it's Philip and Sherry saying thank you very much indeed for joining us. You can check us out online, sellsellsell.online. Thank you so much.